Hi there, I'm Erin Kraber. I'm a marketing professional with a passion for building a community of industry-leading women navigating careers and motherhood at the same time. Every week, I'll be sharing tips and tricks to help women grow their local businesses, build their personal brands, and be leaders in their communities, and sharing the stories of women who make it happen while keeping the kids healthy and the house still standing. This is a place for honest conversations among women about business and motherhood. Welcome to Motherhood Merged. Hi there, and welcome into this episode of the Motherhood Merged podcast. This is episode 40, and I honestly can't even believe that I have created 40 different episodes of this podcast, and the topics range from conversations around motherhood to career development, personal growth, to growing businesses, and getting to interview some really great guests who share their insights on those same topics. It's been so much fun, and I am so appreciative of you for tuning in. For today's episode of the podcast, I want to dive in a little bit on something that has been weighing on my mind, and this isn't really the first time. It's one of those topics that I think hopefully you can relate to, and maybe this will resonate with you just a little bit, especially if you are a mom to daughters. I'm sure that this applies to boy moms as well, to some degree, but I know from my own experience that having two daughters makes this one hit me just a little bit harder. It's this idea of, you know, the expectations that we put on our children's shoulders. And how do you ensure that this chip on the shoulder doesn't turn into this giant boulder that sits on them and weighs them down when you want to find ways to lift them up and encourage and inspire Honestly, sometimes it's just hard. And I wanted to share kind of my own light bulb moment. It happened fairly recently when I was reading this professional development book and it gave me this flashback to my own teenage years. And it was super vivid. I swear, I could remember every detail about the specific moment and it kind of hit me like a flashing neon warning sign. And the book I'm referring to, it's called The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. This book classifies readers into one of four personality profiles with this really quick assessment tool. You guys all know I'm big on personal development and I love a good assessment tool. And the four profiles or tendencies, as the author Gretchen Rubin calls them, are outlined based on your responses to outer and inner expectations. And the four different tendencies, you can be an upholder, a questioner, an obliger, or a rebel. When I did the assessment, I was honestly surprised to learn that I'm an obliger. I've always prided myself on being a strong, independent woman, and I was surprised until I reached one specific example in the text. And it triggered this memory and so many things clicked into place for me about myself. My lifestyle, my career, my stressors, relationships, my parenting, honestly, all of the things. At the end of each section, the author outlines a segment called dealing with and then the tendency. And it focuses on specific relationships in your life. So work, spouse, and child. 
And I realized that something someone said to me in this particular moment more than 20 years ago has significantly impacted the way I live my life. It molded and shaped my personality. It's had an impact on my work environment and my parenting style. So it really got me thinking that if I can pinpoint a significant moment in my teen years that led me down the path to the obliger I am today, isn't the same true for my girls? We are approaching the critical years where the things we say are going to stick with them for life. The words used to set expectations on us as teens stay with us as adults. And it's honestly a frightening thought. So I'll share a little bit more about kind of the experience that I'm thinking about in my teen years. And if you're similar in age to me, I grew up at the start of the whole girl power rebirth of the 90s. Marketing to young tween and teen girls included a lot of Spice Girls and Just Do It messaging. Women's sports on TV was hitting an all-time high. I watched the rise of Olympic softball, USA women's soccer, and the birth of the WNBA. More women were entering college than ever before. Girls my age could play any sport, take any class, and make their way into nearly any career. And my parents, you know, my dad and my grandparents specifically, made sure I knew that I could do anything. Barriers to females that had previously existed were no longer there, and they made sure I knew I had opportunity and that I was capable. All the doors were open, so what was I going to do about it? And here's a lot of the messaging that was said. You can do anything you want. You're so smart. You can be anything when you grow up. You always get A's. You always score so high on tests. School is so easy for you. You're so fast. You're the best dancer on the team. I'll display all of your awards. But what I heard were things like, you must be at the top of your class. You must show how smart you are all the time. It should be easy for you to get good grades. You'll be the best on the team no matter what. I expect you to do everything on your own. Fill this room with your trophies. You can do anything, but you must do it all yourself. We expect the best. Don't let us down. Their efforts to instill this belief in myself and confidence manifested itself into this perfectionist mentality. And they didn't do it. I definitely did it on my own, and I can recognize that. My interpretations created this chip on my shoulder. And after a while, that chip became a boulder. So hello, my name is Erin, and I'm an obliger. As a parent and working woman, I'm also a recovering perfectionist. I'm the definition of an over-functioner. I share this belief that nothing can be done to surprise anyone. Expectations are high from the beginning, and I hate to let people down. I can take care of myself and things on my own, and asking for help is hard, which means I don't delegate well. And I tend not to work as well with those who show apathy or those who don't move at my pace. And I know these things about myself through hard work, through introspection, and just learning over time. I now have daughters who are getting into organized and competitive sports. And I see my husband and I doing the same things my parents did. 
you're watching practices, talking strategy over dinner, and creating expectations for, for better performance. We're also now at the age where they're getting letter grades in school, and we have the same type of evaluating discussions about reading comprehension and math memorization and perfection in the classroom. I'm afraid. Like, I'm afraid that we're creating this pebble of expectation that will grow into the boulder. That the weight of our expectations will make them afraid. That they get afraid to fail and afraid to step outside their comfort zones. If they can't be the best, they don't want to do it. And my husband and I talk about this a lot. We don't have these grand illusions that our girls will become all-star athletes or you know, the country's top brain surgeon. And I don't think my parents had any grand illusions for me either. They just wanted me to know I could do either of those things if that's what I wanted, that all the doors were open. We expect maximum effort and to do things to the best of their abilities, to try new things, to ask for help when it's needed. And that's really hard. That's hard for us as adults, let alone them as, as young people. We want them to become leaders and responsible for their own actions. And to know that the doors are open, you just have to try. It's really tough as a parent to get out of this cycle of this undue and unintentional pressure. And I can see it clearly now for what it is and what it can become if I'm really not careful. Careful in my conversations, actions, and responses especially the responses. I need to pick up on the verbal and nonverbal cues to learn when the expectations are getting too large for them to carry. It's a challenge to see this trap and understand how to avoid it. If you are a busy woman who spends a lot of time on her feet, then let me tell you about Rothy's. Rothy's are comfortable and cute shoes that are sustainably made. They offer flats and sneakers in a variety of styles that are perfect for work or with a pair of jeans. Now, I'll be honest and say that I was a little surprised at the price tag at first, but I went with the simple pointed toe black flats, and I have yet to purchase another pair of black flats since. They are comfortable, durable, and even machine washable. I've had mine for over two years now, and they still look brand new. Take $20 off your first pair of shoes from Rothy's when you visit AaronKraber.com forward slash podcast. Your feet, your back, and the environment will thank you. Reading about the four tendencies and how different people respond to different expectations was so enlightening. And I can see some negative practices taking shape, but how do I get in front of them? Just like my dad and my grandparents I want my daughters to know that they always have someone in their corner supporting them. And then finding this balance that works for them is a learning process. A couple of tactics I try is having this united parenting front. So getting on the same page about expectations and how to best communicate them. Our daughter may not be old enough to understand the meaning behind girl power, but she'll quickly apply pressure to herself to find it. We're creating a plan to encourage and support and guide that doesn't just weigh her down with these expectations and ratchet up her anxiety. Another thing we need to do is to choose our words carefully. This auditory processing is different in girls. We tie emotions to words. 
It's hard for me to get my husband to understand how words affect girls. It's just different. For example, there's a difference between saying, don't be so dumb versus what you are doing is dumb. Or you need to try on your own versus just do it yourself. We have to use words that are more effective in conversation. We try to say things like, try your best and always ask for help if you need it. You know, cheering them on by saying, I'm proud of your effort, or I'm not sure this is your best effort, or thanks for doing what I ask, or asking questions like, how could you do this differently? We also need to make time to check in regularly. You know, I mentioned picking up on the nonverbal cues. Shutting down is a common sign of stress and distress. It's like the fight or flight response. And sometimes, sure, it can be chalked up to teen attitude, but we try not to ignore it for too long. Checking in means asking questions that require more than a yes or no answer, or in our case, the shoulder shrug. We have to let them learn their weaknesses, and that's a really hard one for me. I don't enjoy watching anyone fail at anything, especially my children. I really think I would have benefited from some lessons in grace as a teen. Reminders that weaknesses aren't always a negative thing. I really want to help my daughters understand that there will be times it doesn't go your way, and it doesn't mean you should give up, or that you have to shoulder the disappointment alone. We also need to celebrate successes. Obligers and perfectionists are much harder on themselves than is reasonable. I remember that when I made the team or get first place or bring home the expected report card or perform a concert, you know, I'm my harshest critic and my daughters are like that too. They look for flaws in everything. So even when they deliver to your expectations, we have to show that effort is noticed. Celebrate meeting expectations when you otherwise might not. I'm not big on the whole participation trophy for everyone, But I think sometimes you have to go above and beyond to create opportunities to celebrate. Girl power should be a rallying call for girls to know that opportunity can be theirs. Our role as parents is to help girls understand their power and channel it into the best life possible for themselves, to create the life they want on their terms. I had a lot of supportive people behind me telling me about opportunities and showing me powerful females across all areas of life. But somehow their words got twisted into expectations that I had to be a success story to be a powerful female. It's taken a lot of time and a lot of life experience, honestly, but I know now that they just wanted me to be happy and for me to know that they believed in me. I honestly wish someone would have told me that I don't have to have everything figured out by age 15. I wish someone would have told me that there's so much more out there available to me than I even knew at that age, or even this age now. I identify as an obliger because I respond to external pressures and expectations. I want to make things work, to have an impact on people and to perform at a high level. And if that's what my girls are too, then so be it. I just want them to find their tendency on their own terms and to know they are loved and supported no matter what. And that's the girl power they can believe in. But these are the things that keep me up at night. So how do you manage expectations with your tween, your girls, and your boys? 
And what can you do when you find yourself putting too much pressure on them in one particular area? Maybe it's sports. Maybe it's academics. Maybe it's arts. Whatever that thing is. Hopefully this conversation is helpful for you. It's been helpful for me just to talk about these things. And like I said, I am a huge proponent of self-awareness and personal development and personal growth. So I'd love to hear from you. Let me know how you manage those expectations and what are some of the things you struggle with as well. We're here to help each other and to support each other and make that motherhood merge work to the best of our abilities. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Motherhood Merged. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I love putting it together. If you want to know when new episodes drop, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice so the newest episodes are automatically there and ready to enjoy. And if you want to help this show grow and reach more women who can benefit from hearing what I share, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review or share this episode with a friend. Super easy. Take a screenshot, post to your stories with a key takeaway or two, and don't forget to tag me at Aaron underscore Kraber, and I'll be sure to shout you out in return. Until next time, stay sane, my friends.